You are listening to Ragtime Explosion. Part 2. The Raggedy Rhythms of Scott Joplin's Right Hand. Hello, I'm Darren Gordon and I want to play you a 1916 recording of Maple Leaf Rag, the second section. this tiny snippet oozes energy. It's an irresistible rhythm. I'm clicking my fingers, tapping my feet. Rather than sitting nicely on the beat, one, two, three, four, Scott Joplin's right hand is playing in between these beats and putting the emphasis where you don't expect. It's not neat, is it? Listeners at the time called it ragged, and so was born the name of this new style of music, ragged music, or ragtime. And the raggedy rhythms of maple leaf rag sparked a mania for more ragtime, and not just in America. In 1900, an American newspaper headline declared, Paris has gone ragtime wild, with reports of people dancing in the streets. Think of the explosion of rock and roll on the music world in the 1950s, or the explosion of the Beatles in the 60s. This was the ragtime explosion of the early 1900s. With one song, Joplin scattered other popular music like Skittles. The country was in the depths of racial segregation, but here was African-American music suddenly dominating American popular culture, the music that everyone wanted to hear, dance to and play, whether they were black or white. The Maple Leaf Rag score was bought by one million people. One million! It was unheard of for an African-American composer to earn money from his compositions rather than his performance. But Scott Joplin earned one cent per sale, which gave him a degree of financial security. But what I want to know is, where did this raggedy rhythm of Joplin's right hand come from? What music inspired him? Let's start with Scott Joplin's father, Giles, who played the violin. He was born into slavery in the plantations of North Carolina, which were full of the sounds of slavery, the spirituals, the work songs and African dance, as well as the sounds of the fiddle with its folk and country exuberance. So it's likely that Giles played quick and complex rhythms on his violin. He was liberated, moved to Texas, married Florence, and they worked hard on a farm on barren scrubland. Life was not easy, but he had music, and he shared this love of music with Florence, who played the banjo and sang. They played together at parties, bars, clubs, and outdoor festivals. What kind of music did they play? I'm gonna place a bet that it was something like this. That's Arkansas Traveller, first published in 1847. So, this was the environment in which Scott Joplin grew up. He was surrounded by the rhythms of the fiddle and the banjo. 
it didn't take long for Florence to spot that her son had perfect pitch. She encouraged him and taught him, and before long, teenage Scott Joplin was proficient on the banjo, as well as the piano, and perhaps the guitar and cornet too. My theory then, is that the raggedy rhythm of Joplin's right hand exactly mirrors his father's quick fiddle playing and his mother's complex finger picking on her banjo. Here's got Joplin's right hand. And here again is Arkansas Traveller. Next to influence, Joplin's raggedy right hand, minstrel groups. These white touring performers use burnt oak or some other substance to blacken their faces and use comedy, dance and song to portray racist stereotypes of African-Americans. The black characters in their skits were dim-witted, lazy, buffoonish, cowardly and superstitious. From the perspective of 2023, it's deeply uncomfortable and offensive. Here's some minstrel music recorded in 1905. Gentlemen, be seated. Medley Overture by the entire company. During the first 30 years of Scott Joplin's life, he wrote Maple Leaf Rag when he was 31, Minstrel music was at the height of its popularity. It drove the American music scene. Minstrel groups mimicked or echoed African-American music and played fast-paced folk music. Their songs had catchy melodies and complex rhythms featuring banjos and fiddles, tambourines and cornets, and lots of percussion. Scott Joplin may not have gone to a minstrel show, However, the music from these shows seeped into the national culture. He would have known the most popular minstrel melodies, even if he didn't want to know of their racist lyrics. And last influence on Joplin's raggedy right hand, ragtime piano music. Joplin was the king of ragtime, i.e. the best, but he wasn't the originator. The father of ragtime piano, as he was later called, was Ernest Hogan, but even he wasn't the first ragtime pianist. He was just the first person to put on paper the rhythms played by many other ragtime pianists who just simply couldn't read or write. So Joplin absorbed this early ragtime piano music before putting pen to paper and producing his masterpiece. Think of him like Steve Jobs of Apple. Before Steve Jobs got busy, there were already smartphones on the market but he turned them into the magical iPhone. Before Scott Joplin got busy, there was already ragtime piano music, but he took it to a whole new beautiful level. You have been listening to Ragtime Explosion.